Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of Military Child and Life. Today, I am here with Emma Grace, who is a fellow military brat. So Emma Grace, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. Awesome. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, I'm super excited to have you here. So tell me what it's been like in your experience to be a military brat. Well, it hasn't been the easiest, but I think it's been really rewarding also at the same time. You know, we have the difficulties of having different lives than most of our peers, especially our civilian peers. So there is that bit of isolation. There has been a lot of isolation for me, feeling like I don't fit in in certain spaces, um, feeling like I don't belong. But there's also been the unique experiences that I've gotten to have as well that have turned me into the person I am today. Um, Moving around isn't easy, but it's given me the opportunity to meet so many different people from so many walks of life. Um, and it's really broadened my perspective um, in so many different ways, helped me to become a more open-minded person, taking the time to um, learn from other people, um, learn from their stories, listen to their stories. Um, all in all, while there are the challenges of being a military brat, it's just so insanely rewarding and I wouldn't trade it for anything else. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you mentioned both the challenges and how it's rewarding because you can look at the lifestyle from the civilian perspective and you're like, oh my gosh, like, yes, your parent deploys and your parents gone, but you get to move around, you get to go to new places, you get to make new friends, but they don't often realize how challenging all of those highs can really be it's hard moving it sucks moving and making new friends is not the easiest for everyone especially if you go to a school off base where you are put into an environment full of civilians who have been in the same class with their friends since you know kindergarten or preschool that's definitely been something that's a huge challenge for me i've spent i've been in like a wide variety of different schools. Um, I've mostly spent my time in public school, though, with civilians. Even moving to Texas, where there is a bigger military population, and even living in what a, a so-called military town, I struggle still to this day finding people who can truly understand me on a personal level, who I don't have to over explain these things to um just kind of having like a mutual understanding it can get exhausting after a while but I also enjoy being around civilians again helps broaden my perspective and it's nice to be in diverse spaces with other people not people who are just of the same mindset as you because you know we can learn from them and they can learn from us and that's what I've hoped I've done in my 
four years of high school and hopefully before then as well. Um, but I've really hoped that I've helped other students, whether I've met them or not, to understand what it's like to be a military kid. Right. And I think that's so important to help. I mean, yes, understanding the civilian life is so important, too. And my dad was reserve and he had a seven year break in service. So my childhood was all spent civilian life. Um, I only moved twice and that was once because he got hurt. And we went to you mentioned Military USA. So you're probably in San Antonio, right? No, I'm not. No? In military okay. USA. Um, I'm actually in Copper's Cove, which is okay. close to Fort Hood. Yes. Um, so there is a lot of military families and military life down here. Yes. And our district is very, they pride themselves on, you know, being welcoming, welcoming to different military families. But most of the military families here are retirees. Right. So. Yeah, when you think Texas, anything military USA, like it's San Antonio, like that Bear County um, is like, ugh, it's so saturated with the military community. But yeah, so, you know, having that civilian life and then moving, you know, gave me the perspective of both the civilian child and also the military child. Um, so it was easier to to help for, for me to understand what both lives were like, but it's so important for, you know, civilians to understand us because we live a transient life. We're moving constantly, you know, active duty, you're moving constantly. Um, and who knows, you could be moving to other countries or different areas of this country. And so just with that and deployments and, TDYs and everything else that this lifestyle brings, it's so important to have that mutual understanding, but it's also a challenge to have that. So I love that you're trying to help, you know, implement mm -hmm. that mindset of, yeah, we're military kids, but we're normal kids too. Sometimes I don't feel normal though, as yeah. much as I try to make sure that I do feel normal. Sometimes it's I feel hard. Like, I like blipped through a bunch of different places. And sometimes I have to sit back and be like, those things happened. Like yeah. I was in completely different states and living in completely different circumstances and a different school with different weather, even just simple things like that where the yeah. weather was different. Um, like living up in Maryland where it would snow all the time and then coming down to Texas and everyone is like, it'll snow like for the first time in like a year and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, snow, snow. And then the schools freak out over a little bit. <laughs> everything is shut down. Yes. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely insane. Just North versus South. And then, you know, Texas South versus Florida South, which is what I've experienced. And so it's so cool being able to, be immersed in the different cultures of our culture because you think I the know, United right? States and you think just that American culture but break it down like each even individual city has its own culture and it's so cool right? that we're just exposed to that and you know from such a young age too for for the most part yeah I've gotten the chance to experience like so many different types of people and I definitely say the North is so completely different from the South. I lived in, I've actually lived in Cove the longest. Um, 
This is a very long, complicated story. We moved here when I was in fifth grade, and I left when I was in eighth grade, and we moved to Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Total cultural wow. shock. Yeah. It was so completely different. Um, not even just, like, politically, but just personality-wise. Right. Um, and then we came back, and it was just interesting to bring what I had seen and heard and learned from my time up in Pennsylvania to my home. Yeah. And just moving around gives you that opportunity to learn new things, try new things, uh, you know, just be a different person mm -hmm. in each place that you live. And it's so cool to be able to just have those experiences. And even though you get to, you know, go back to exactly where you came from, you can take with you the things that you learned in Pennsylvania and the experiences you had. And it just shapes you to be a different person, a better person, or at least, you know, you'd hope a better person. Yeah. And you have so many different more experiences and it's just, it's incredible. I definitely took a lot of that into my band experience as well. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge band kid. I'm actually going to Texas state to go into music education. I want to be a band director. Um, and even just the football and music cultures are so completely different from Pennsylvania to Texas. Um, there's not as big of an emphasis on the marching band culture and the competitiveness of the band culture in general in Pennsylvania, whereas Texas is a big band state, like right. big band state. Um, and so I, came to Pennsylvania and we weren't really, we didn't really win many competitions. We didn't really have, you know, the big football world that Texas has. And I felt like I had missed out, but I also gained a really important perspective that I don't think I would have had if I had stayed a year in Texas. And that, you know, the connections you make are so much more important than winning anything. It was yeah. so fun to have a whole family, a whole community of people who are just fun and just wanted to do band for fun. There right. was no bigger, greater purpose, it felt like. It felt like we were just there because we wanted to be there and we loved being around each other. And it also gave me the opportunity to play an entirely different instrument. I was invited to be in the indoor percussion program um, and I played um, the symbols. And so even just getting a glimpse of what other instruments was like was so insanely special. And even getting to see a bit of the professional marching band world, we got to compete um, with Winter Guard International, which is like a huge deal. And I got to see, you know, what it's like and what I was going to be doing. Well, I didn't know I was going to be doing all of this at the time. But <laughs> definitely like a turning point in my life, getting to see what band could really be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, best of luck to you in your college journey because that's so Thank exciting. Um, but I love that you talked about connections because honestly, when you look back at the military lifestyle, whether it's from a spouse, a child, or a service member, that's that's the root of this whole lifestyle because if you don't have connections and if you can't form connections – uh, you know, importantly between other military families, but mm -hmm. then also just 
with anyone in general, I think you missed out on a lot from this lifestyle and what it has to offer. I definitely agree. It's helped implement in me how important connections are. Um, A lot of my personality is now rooted in that. I was someone who used to be really, really shy, who liked to keep a small circle of friends, um, didn't really want to put myself out there. And now I'm the complete opposite. And I feel like that's all I do now. Um, Again, band really just gave me that opportunity as well. In addition to the military lifestyle, learning how to be a friend to almost anyone who would want to be your friend, just forming connections with whoever, even if it's just a simple little inside joke that you two have, or just simple waving to them, making their day, smiling at them. It's just become so important to me to leave an impact on an, as many people as I can, because I don't know, you, you don't, you don't know how long you'll have with certain people so I think it's important to leave an impact on them no matter what, even if it's small, even if it's big. Right. Important. Yeah. You never know how long you're going to be at, at a duty station for. You could get orders for two years, but you could get extended. You could get, you know, new orders like a month in saying, hey, we actually need you here and you have to pack up and leave. Um, and you get somewhere and you make friends with people in your class, people in your community, and you never know when they're moving. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of, I moved to San Antonio during my fourth grade year. Um, I started right after Christmas break. And so I started to make friends and I made friends with this one girl. um, And her name is Anastasia. And I can't, you know, remember, you know, her last name or anything (laughs) for the life of me. So I can't like find her on Instagram. But Um, she was my best friend Mm -hmm. and that was like my first real shock is when the end of the year came around and they were moving. And so that stuff, (laughs) it is so tough because you have this friend for, you know, probably like five or six months at that time from, you know, the end of Christmas break to the end of the school year for the last half of it. And so you have these friends, you build these connections, and then it's just like, poof, they're gone, you know? And you you don't have anything to control that. You can't say, hey, no, you're going to stay here. I'm going to stay here. It's not how it works. And then you just have to be so open to making those connections with, um, with other people in your classes because that's what you live off of. And... That fourth grade teacher, he did something so incredible and forever, like, I mean, most of us are all on Instagram and we will forever remember Mr. Jones's class. Um, But he took, I don't know, maybe 10 strands of yarn, tied them all together and made all these knots. And uh, there was one knot for each of us. And as you would go... He would cut the knot and give you the knot to take with you to whatever next duty station you were going to. And then every time a new student would come, he would tie a new knot in it. So it was a fun way to, you know, (laughs) form connections between all of us because, you know, we're all on this rope together. Yeah. But then also as you leave, like you get to take your knot with you. So you're always part of his class and you, you know, you're all on the same rope. So you have the same exact knot. 
Uh, well, not the same exactly, but the exact yeah. not from the same rope. But, you know, it's just things like that are so cool to to have and to hold on to. And so even though I like I don't know where this girl is now, but I still have a knot from the same rope that she was on. And, you know, maybe she still has her knot. Maybe it got lost in a move because you never know with PCS. <laughs> you could lose everything. But, you know, things like that and forming those connections within your class is a great place to start because so many people, especially on a military, you know, in a military school, in a Dodea school, um, if you're in a public school, it's still a great place to start, you know, no matter what, that is just one step to help you get uh, ingrained with the community that you're in. And I think that's really important. It's just, again, it's just like, you don't know what's going to happen next. So, I think it's important to just like throw yourself out there, even though it makes things a lot more painful. I think it's worth that pain because people will remember the impact that you've had on them. Um, no matter how long it's been, the last time you've spoke has been a while. Um, I don't know. It's just insanely important to me. And I think it's also why I'm really drawn to teaching because yeah. I really want to foster those relationships for other students, um, especially students who resembled who I was a long time ago, which was shy and unable to put themselves out there because yeah. the right teachers, the right people will really help bring that out of you. And I can say that, you know, based on my own story, um, they will bring that person out of you and they'll help you to grow in whatever ways that you need to grow. So, Right. And in our elementary school, we had exemplatory classes. And so we could choose between art, music, drama, and PE. You could try out for all of them if you would like and just rank, you know, I would like to be in art first and then drama and then music and then PE. Um, or you could just try out for the one you wanted. And if you didn't get in, then like, sorry, but <laughs> if you got in, then then great. Um, but I chose to do drama. And, you know, just the connections that you form between people in those spaces where it's, where it's a form of art, because, like, let's be real, art, music, and drama are all forms of art. You know, mm -hmm. even though they're not called arts, there's only one called art. Um, they're all forms of art. It's all creativity. And so when you get Maybe I think there was like 10 or 15 of us in one space where we can all like connect on enjoyment of one little, little thing of just learning the words to a play. It was so fun to to just take those connections. And, you know, our teacher was incredible of making it fun and doing all these little fun bonding activities. And it's just incredible to see that. And I know I can say the same for my friends who were in the other exemplatory classes that they found connections between the other kids in their groups. And, you know, younger me would not regret doing that ever because it was just so fun. And you, you draw close to those people when you do something you love because nope, not everybody loves sitting in a classroom all day doing math, right? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, Definitely. it's fun. Yeah, it's 
it's also special when there are also kids who, for me, music is my end goal and music is like what I want to take um, into my future. But it's also really insanely special to just be surrounded by kids who just are doing it. Right. Which, again, I learned the importance of that in Carlisle. It's it's important to that for there to be kids who just want to be there just because. Just because it's fun and they enjoy it. Yeah. And I, I love those kids. Those are, those are my favorite kids because they remind me of how important it is to just have fun and let loose and enjoy what I'm doing instead of taking it so seriously all the time. Yeah, it's hard when you're constantly just taking it seriously because then you lose that aspect of something being fun when you're Mm -hmm. doing it just because you have to do it. And I got I was a dancer, so I got into that that rhythm with dance for a while of, okay, well, I'm going to be here 15 hours a week, you know, this week for for however long. And it feels like it becomes a job. And that's why a lot of people say when you are finding a career, you have to find something that you're passionate in. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't, then what's it going to do? I was actually learning in my journalism class yesterday. uh, I'm a graduate student. So one of my degrees is journalism. And they did a Venn diagram kind of thing. And one of them was Uh, passion and the other was opportunity and there was something else that I can't remember but it was like you need to have all three of them you need to complete the triangle because I mean obviously for me obviously passion stuck out (laughs) you know having having a passion for something it to me is just so important because if you don't have that then it's literally gonna feel like a job that you're gonna hate I think moving around also helped me to find that I've always been really deeply immersed in the arts. Um, I've done so many different creative classes. I I was in theater for a little bit. Um, I've done everything from theater to choir to band. Um, I do mostly online art, like photography and graphic design. But I don't think I would have found those passions and those loves if I had remained in one place my entire life. Because... When you move around, you get the opportunity to, especially in school, join these different programs that have these different opportunities and different focuses as well, where like down south had a, has a big focus on, you know, band and music and football culture and things like that. Up north, is there's such a great focus in the rest of the arts and right. there's a lot of dedication to them. Um, like in Carlisle, I was involved with the Shakespeare troupe and that was just a fun experience that I don't think I would have gotten here in Texas. Um, and same goes for graphic design. Um, I don't think I would have had the opportunity to explore my passion for photography and, um, online creation if it wasn't for, My sophomore um, graphic arts teacher who I met here in Texas, um, I don't think that if I had been anywhere else, I would have had the same experience and had my eyes open to what I could make and what I was capable of doing. Yeah, and I love that. Like, Texas is so, like, the South in general is just so, like, football. And I love football, so I don't have an issue with that. I don't don't mind it, but... (laughs) 
I football like football season is like top of the list, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's just so fun, and you don't. I mean, you hear Ohio State with their band; they have an incredible band. Oh and yeah, amazing stuff. But other than that, like you hear a lot of Texas and Florida and Oklahoma and their bands. Um, you know, all those southern states and Alabama. How could I forget Alabama? That's where I'm going to school. Um, but uh, you hear a lot of those southern states of of band and those heavy football things, which is cool. But then, you know, up north, you have this appreciation. Like, there's art museums up there like crazy. Where mm-hmm. down here, I I don't even think there really are many, you know? So there's not a lot. That culture difference, north versus south of you know, how they perceive art, what they, their art forms are. Definitely. I think it's getting the opportunity to live in all these different places has, you know, like you said, it's different cultures has made me a more, like I'm so much more invested in different forms of art um, and things that you wouldn't typically find if you just live in one state for your entire life. Yeah. No, I love that. And you do work with Bloom, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. What do you do with Bloom and how did you get involved? Um, so the website uh, was founded during COVID. Um, and, you know, it was it was I was pretty lonely during COVID. So my mom encouraged me to, you know, check out the website. I didn't before I joined Bloom, I didn't even really have such a deep appreciation or as wide of a military kid presence, I guess. Yeah. And when I joined Bloom, that completely changed. Um, I submitted a guest article because they were just getting started. Um, and I had already <laughs> spoken to one of the founders, the co-founder, Matthew O. Um, him and Elena had both been in the duty station that I was currently at the year before. Yeah. So they knew each other in the place that I was already in. And so I had the chance to speak to Matthew beforehand. And then one day he um, texted me on Instagram and was like, Hey, would you like to be a regular writer for um, Bloom? And I immediately said yes, because it finally gave me a chance to share my story and even just like take a journey through the emotions of what it meant to be a military kid to me. Um, all the good and the bad, all the pessimistic and the optimistic. I got the chance to explore that. Um, I'm now a social media manager, um, just helping out where I can, helping out with the social media being run. Um, I did do graphic design for them for a little bit, but now we have an amazing graphic design team. I feel like I don't have to do a whole lot. (laughs) It used to be just me and... Uh, like two other people making, you know, different graphics and things like that. But Bloom, oh man, I could gush about Bloom. The I amazing, know. the amazing people that are just in that organization. Um, the amazing people that I get to work with, and the fact that I haven't met half of them is insane. I have not met half of them in person which I really hope changes soon because <laughs> I absolutely adore the Bloom team. Um, it really did give me the chance to finally meet kids with my perspectives. Um, 
on life and moving and, you know, just the craziness of the military life. They also taught me how to really appreciate it. There was a, definitely a point in my life where I was like, oh, I hate being a military teen. This yeah. sucks. And I was being, you know, an angsty teenager, venting all my frustrations about how much I dislike this life. And that has completely shifted for me. I, I don't, you know, ignore the difficulties of what has happened in my life, the difficulties of what military life has brought me. Um, but I also see so much good in it. There's so much that I can appreciate now that I've had people to show me what there is to appreciate. Like even just the fact if I had not moved to Carlisle, I wouldn't be involved with Bloom. Right. Most likely not. I may have heard about it like once or twice, but if I had not moved to Carlisle, I really don't think I I would have been involved. Even with the pandemic, like I don't think if the pandemic had happened, I don't I don't think I'd be involved truly. Yeah. And you know, just learning that everything happens for a reason, especially in my life, um, has been really important. And Bloom has really showed me that. I don't know. I, I love Bloom so very much. <laughs> I know. I think we could, so many people, we could just sit and talk about Bloom all day <laughs> and the incredible <laughs> things that Bloom does because seriously, oh my gosh, I've had Shannon from The Shannon Show, which is since yeah. retired um on quite a few times and he's like it's not a normal episode if we don't talk about bloom True. so <laughs> um but yeah bloom is just incredible and the just the community that it provides for for military teens is so important and so needed because like you said i think everyone goes through whether it's a couple days or a couple years, that mindset of I hate everything to do with the military life. Mm -hmm. um, and that, like, I think some people get confused that that's saying, like, we hate the military, which is not true <laughs> because, like, let's be real. Um, but I mean, it's part of our life. Like, I don't think it is. <laughs> right. And so it's not that we hate the military, but it's that we hate the the challenges that it brings across our life and we lose that appreciation for it. But being like nine years separated now from active duty uh, and reserve lifestyle, it's like looking back and saying, I have so much of a greater appreciation for the life that I walked through as like a nine-year-old compared to what I am now because I would not be the same if it wasn't for that and I definitely experiences agree. yeah you have that appreciation for it and whether if it takes something like bloom and connecting you with other military kids in the community or you know you figure it out yourself you know it it doesn't matter how you get there but I think in the end of it when we are all adults now I think we definitely have that appreciation for the lifestyle the the crazy things we've been through and the hard times and the good times yeah, I definitely have to like thank Bloom for most of that growth. Um, even just getting the chance to sit back and be like, process the things that I went through. A lot of that is due to Bloom. Um, right. And I'm just, I'm just so grateful for this life that I've led. Um, 
like you said, I would not be the person I am today without all the experiences that I've had, all the places that I've lived. Um, I think they've made me into an incredible person and someone who's just ready to get out there and make a difference. And yeah, I really can't like (laughs) overstate how important this life is to me. Yeah, absolutely. And so the last thing I always like to ask is what advice would you give to another military kid? Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to, you know, show other people what you can do. Um, You can make a difference in such a short amount of time. You can accomplish so much in a short amount of time. Even in a couple years, you can make a huge difference. I've seen that in my own life. Um, You can make a change. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And thank you so much, Emma Grace, for being on the podcast and sharing your story of it's like being a military kid. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.